for today's Shaver Cancer Charity Chat. I'm Roseanne Giovanato Shaver and the Executive Director of the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund and with me today and each episode is our Assistant Executive Director, uh, Heather Austin. For those of you that listened to our very first podcast, thank you. If you haven't, maybe you can take a bit of time and listen to it. It's good information how we became a charity and why. Uh, I think you'll get a good bit of insight and background info on our charity and, um, and, and about our podcasts. Um, it sets a good foundation for our future podcasts, including this one, which we're calling The Golf Event. We have a very special guest with us today, Jenny Stendahl, the Golf Operations Manager at Rush Creek Golf Club. Jenny's been with Rush Creek Golf Club since 1996 for more than 25 years now. Uh, Jenny and her husband, Derek, who is the general manager at Rush Creek Golf Club, have been instrumental in supporting the Rush Creek Golf Club Rush to the Cure Randy Shaver Celebrity Golf Classic for just as many years. Uh, we started our golf event in 1995, and we moved to Rush Creek in 96, so um, we feel well at home there. Another fun fact that many people aren't aware of locally is that you personally, Jenny, have been on our golf volunteer team committee since a year after we began the charity. And you now uh, sit on our charity's advisory board. You kind of grew up with us. Um, thank you for being here, and uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Jenny, give us a little background on what brought you to Rush Creek Golf Club, your interest in golf, and how your role has evolved over the years at Rush Creek. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. Um, it's been quite a journey with your event. Uh, we've gone through a lot of different uh, changes with the event, um, added so many things along the way, tackle cancer, uh, 5K. I mean, you guys have just grown um, and it's been fun to see, and I know that I've grown in the journey as well, so it'll be great to talk about that on the podcast here. But um, my story of Rush Creek, you know, I, I love to tell it. I'm, I'm passionate about Rush Creek. I was in college at the University of Minnesota. I played golf there, and so my sophomore year came around, and it was that time that I needed to say, all right, am I going to stay away from home for the summer? And I did, and so most of my golf team, you know, we wanted jobs at golf courses because then we could play and practice, and it made a lot of sense. And so one of my teammates said, hey, you should check out this course in Maple Grove that I heard they're opening. And so I said, all right, you know, called them up and drove out to Maple Grove, which was in the middle of nowhere. I took Bass Lake Road, and there was farms, <laughs> and I don't know where I was going. I mean, I can still almost retrace the steps of Bass Lake Road, and it's all houses now. Um, and it's crazy, but so I, you know, I pulled up, and, you know, there was a fairly small clubhouse compared to what we have now, and had the interview, and I, I want to say, I think he hired me right on the spot. I can't remember, but what I do remember is, um, the head pro at the time walked me across the bridge and I had never seen a golf course as beautiful as that. I mean, I vividly remember it. You know, I had grown up in Oatana, played smaller type courses and I, I'd never seen anything like that. And I just thought it was beautiful. So I came in, um, started working there in the summer, um, and Rush Creek kind of got faster than they thought from the get go. I think, you know, Duncan McMillan, is part of the Cargill family and he opened Rush Creek because he wanted people to play a public course but have a private club experience and it just kind of took off um, and so 
as I was there, I started taking on more responsibilities. So first they said, hey, Jenny, do you want to do the buying of the merchandise? And I liked, you know, the golf clothes and stuff. So I was like, sure. And then they said, well, maybe could you take on the tournaments too? And so I said, sure. And it just, <laughs> my role, yeah, my role just kind of grew and grew. And we can, we can step back to that in a little bit, but that's, that's where I kind of got involved with the Shaver event was when I took on the golf events. And I think we'll get to that in a minute, but um, so, you know, I just kept staying at Rush Creek. Um, I teased my mom because I had a degree from the Carlson School of Management, University of Minnesota, and I graduated in December. And, you know, she's like, well, are you going on a job hunt or like, what's your, what's your plan? Plan? Yeah, what are you going to do here? And I was like, well, mom, I think I'm going to stay working at this course. And, you know, she, I, you know, you could tell there was some disapproval. They didn't really voice it, but I think they wished I was pursuing more Mm -hmm. Um, but now I tease them because for those of you that know us it led to me meeting my husband and now having two kids and so I say you know none of this you wouldn't have your grandkids if it weren't for this place so So there mom yeah (laughs) you know it's one of those things that it just works out you know I feel I feel blessed to be in a career that I can uh, do something that I love along with the sport I love and I feel blessed that my family is very involved in it Um, so anyways I stayed there uh, long story short, I met my husband there, Derek. Uh, he was an assistant pro at the time. We really, you know, didn't a- interact much as more than coworkers for the first few years because I was still in college and he had his own life out there. But over time, we just got to be really good friends. And then, you know, someone suggested like, well, why don't you just date Derek? <laughs> and, uh, and I kind of was like, well, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. So, um <laughs> I mean, that's our story. Like, we just were good friends. And so this is our whole life. I mean, our both of our kids went to Rush Creek before they went home from the hospital. Like, we took them there to show our work family, right. you know, Aww, these two babies and everything. Yeah. So so it really is our life. Um, and, and, and talk a little bit. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but go you got to brag a little bit about Ryan. So oh. let's talk about... Oh, you're so, so of course, I've known Jenny since she was in her 20s. Of course, I've known Jenny and Heather mm-hmm. since they were in their 20s. Um, and I have to say, uh, we talk about golf and keeping it in the family, but Ryan is quite the golfer. Tell us a little bit about your son, Ryan. Of course, I don't want to not forget Abby because Abby is a sweetheart. Yes. And she's coming into her own as a golfer too. We always say she actually has the best swing of the four of us. So we'll see, uh, where she can take it. Competition for Ryan there. But but can we brag about Ryan? Yeah. So I mean, last year, Maple Grove had a really historic run for the state championship, uh, he was a freshman and there were five seniors and, you know, they set a record and won the state tournament. So it's, it's really enjoyable for us to be able to watch him kind of pursue it and have success in it. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's just been a real, a real treat for me to sit back and watch you two young women come on board, hang out with me, and then watch your families grow. It's really impressive. Um, I want to go back a little bit, Jenny, if we can, a little bit of history about Rush Creek. I I know that this was Duncan McMillan's dream and vision back in the early days. A lot of people don't know who Duncan McMillan is and um, and what that means to the Maple Grove community and what it meant to Duncan McMillan. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and give us a bit of history about that co- the course and how Duncan, what Duncan's vision was? Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's one of the things I'm really proud of is I think that we still keep that really in the forefront of what we do. Like, Duncan is definitely in our thoughts. Um, 
and in our pride of Rush Creek. Um, so like I mentioned, he's, you know, was part of the Cargill family, very passionate, avid sportsman and golf was a big thing to him. So he wanted to open up this course, make it have a private club feel, but have it accessible to everyone. Um, and so that's what he created right away. He brought in some LPGA events. Uh, we hosted the U S amateur pub link. So he liked to do things right, you know, and, uh, so that's always kind of been the motto of Rush Creek. Um, but also like a down home atmosphere friendly. I think that's really at our core too. Um, and then, you know, his daughters got involved when he passed away and they really wanted to keep his dream and vision alive as well. And so, you know, it's been a blessing to be able to do that. You know, I, I'm really glad that you mentioned friendly because I know a high level of professional service is really important at Rush Creek. Um, and it's a real key reason, among others, for our event um, to call Rush Creek home. Um, you know me, Jenny. I, I really think that it just sets your golf course apart from all others. And I, I know a lot of people may be listening to this um, from other states, and and I know you all have your favorite golf courses, but don't you feel that the golf course that you really call home is the place you feel at home, where you feel that everyone kind of knows who you are, and they, they really want to do to, to you to be comfortable, and they go out of their way, and that's something that Rush Creek does. Um, and that's a real testament to you and Derek and the way you manage and operate the course. Is this just part of your mission at Rush Creek to provide this amazing service um, or to make this like your experience is so one of a kind? Tell me about that and, and how it's so innate to Rush Creek. Well, honestly, I think a lot of it goes back to my mentors, Ed and Lori Money. You know, they were the ones running Rush Creek at the time that I was hired and they they really, you know, drove home the fact that customer service was key. And so I learned that, you know, kind of the Nordstrom way, you know, how customers always write, you know, those types of things. But then as I kind of evolved as a manager, I feel like it's just, you know, you just want to create a connection with people. Um, and I think I learned that a lot from you too, Roseanne. I mean, you know, doing the right thing, being a good person is really what it comes down to. I mean, when we always tell our staff, you know, we get everybody together at the beginning of the season and it's about them. You know, we want them there for a reason. We want them to want to be there. We want them to interact with people. We want the guests to walk away saying, oh my gosh, those two kids that helped me with my bags, they were so friendly, you know, different things like that. Um, it just does make a difference. And it's interesting because I'm working with a lot of people where it's their first job. So like right now, you know, we're doing the hiring process. Yeah. So it's a lot of, you know, 16 year olds that come in, they're yep. really timid, shy. And I try to just keep it light and just talk with them, get to know them. And I always tell them when they walk away, there, there's no right or wrong answers. You just want to be yourself. Right. I want you to be yourself on the job. I want to see your personality shine through. You know, that's what draws people to Rush Creek. So I think that's what we're proud of trying to do. Absolutely. Take us back, Jenny, to the early years. How did you hear of the Randy Shaver Celebrity Golf Classic? And what made you take an interest in not just 
working with our charity from the Rush Creek perspective, but taking kind of a personal interest. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's been, I, I can finally remember the different, you know, steps along the way. Because, like I mentioned, I first took on the golf event. So I was the one at Rush Creek that had to talk to the client. And the client would tell me, okay, we want registration here. Here's what we want to do. Here's what's going to happen on the holes. And then I got to make sure that happens. So the Randy Shaver was like this big event they throw on my plate. And you're kind of, <laughs> kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, what, is, what does what this is entail? This? Yeah. Um, and so I start going to the meetings. They're like, well, you should probably go to these meetings. They have them like once a month at CARE 11. And so, you know, I vividly remember that boardroom yeah. and going to the meetings. Yeah. And I kind of go in and, you know, I'm quiet because you're just going to take it all in. You know, I don't know these people. I don't know the relationships. Like, obviously, you're kind of wowed by, like, oh, my gosh, this is Randy Shaver. This is Kara Levin. Like, who are these people? You know, they're sponsors. You're not quite sure how everybody fits in. And then year to year, you kind of realize, okay, you know, they're the ones that sponsor. And they're the ones that make the shirts that you put in the goodie bags and different things like that. So you start to piece it all together. So that was really my role at first. I would just take it all in and make sure Rush Creek pulled it off, you know, pulled off the event and that you guys walked away and were like, this is great. And and that was all I did with, you know, my other clients too, but this was obviously on a much bigger scale. And so lots of times the day of the golf event, I mean, you guys know it's hard. <laughs> it's There's so many moving parts. I can't even imagine how you keep it together. And it's nonstop, Uh you know, and this is back in the day. Well, I mean, we started and we would do the golf event. And one year there's a tent in the parking lot. I remember. With a concert. (laughs) And then the next year we're like, no, we're going to do it inside. Or we're just going to have beer outside and then we'll go inside for the concert. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or then we're going to try mobile bidding, which was like a thing of the future. You know, I mean, so it was always something new. And I mean, so you're doing this gala and this setup the night before. And then you got to wake up at... (laughs) Whatever, three, four, (laughs) well before that, and get going again. And so at the end of the night when it was over, I mean, it's tough. I mean, mean, there's nights you just cry because you're just tired. Well, and, and, you know, for me personally, that part, I mean, it's so emotional for me personally to get there. Um, That the golf, to have that piece of 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 the whole event taken care of by you, uh, and Derek and your staff is is so good because I have to tell you I breathe such a sigh of relief the day after the game off. We're just the gala, like Jenny's got it. Know, Jenny's got it. <laughs> but I, I I actually want to go even like one step beyond that. Well, Jenny. I do too. Okay, I, I want to talk about how did you get to that point where you really wanted to yes. be and stay involved? Yep, yeah, yep. And that's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah. So I just you know you have these nights where you're like oh my gosh this is so hard and then. All of a sudden, along the way, you start to realize all this money they're raising for cancer. And then you start to realize that the cancer patients have bad days like that every day right. or all the time. Right. And I was like, I can't take one bad day. Like, I'm going to complain about one bad day or like, I'm going to feel bad up, for myself Jenny. about one bad day. <laughs> right. yeah. And that's where, like, a light bulb went off where, mm-hmm. like, this is an honor to be able to do this yeah. type of thing. And honestly, it's where 
I feel like my job got meaning. Like it was a turning point for me that my job was no longer just a job. Because some days at a golf course are hard. It's hectic. You're dealing with the public. And, you know, sometimes you're like, so people can play golf. It's just Mm -hmm. enjoyment. You know, there's nothing deeper. And these days like this, along with, you know, all the other charities I work with too, it gave me purpose in my job and that's when a a switch flipped and then and then just over time you know you get closer like anything when you're working with people over time you develop that bond and like I mentioned to you earlier it was kind of just seeing you how you could get the most out of all these people and wanting to be a part of that like if I could do one small thing to help that and then one small thing led to well I could do that well I could come to these meetings well I could ask people for donations well I could get some friends to come to this gala you know <laughs> I, my daughter could paint spiral rock. I mean, yeah paint rocks at the 5k Abby come I on mean, yeah I mean you know her you like oh, yeah. you no one everybody no. who meets Roseanne no one knows no. no one says no so no, no. it's it's kind of a wonder that you're yeah enthralled to be a part of right they they do say no occasionally but not not very often i have yet to see it yeah they occasionally but i think that i think that the reason that okay if i can and i don't mean to to speak for you but watching you grow from a young woman in your 20s to and i won't say how old you are now but we're the same age to to where (laughs) you are now with children um I think that the growth came when the realization was cancer strikes anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think Jenny had, and, and you too, Heather, yep. had come to enough of our events to know that it wasn't just Randy or myself that mm-hmm. was diagnosed with cancer. There were a lot of moms and kids. And all of a sudden you start putting yourself in their shoes. And now over time you both have had girlfriends that have had cancer. Right. You've had friends kids who have had cancer and it just is not acceptable Mm -hmm. and what you said earlier really struck me and and really moved me and and said it made what I did have purpose and that that means a lot to me because I I appreciate that so moving forward our our golf event you remember back in the day it started out raising about $25,000 a year and now it's one of the the best golf events in Minnesota Uh, I'm proud to say it um, and and uh, after before COVID, we were raising well over four hundred thousand dollars a year. And this past year, we even with COVID raised three hundred, almost three hundred fifty thousand. Um, some of uh, of your favorite memories of this event. Do you have a few? <laughs> oh gosh! Without I know what, mentioning going, without mentioning names. I was going to say I feel like most of the memories are probably the you embarrassing know, ones. Snafus that we may not want to mention in the podcast. Um, which is probably you know the way it goes with most of them. I mean, obviously Randy's cart going in the pond. <laughs> Who doesn't know about that though? You know, the entire every, state of Minnesota knows, and beyond. Everybody knows about that one. I mean. I should tell it from my side of the story, too, because, you know, so that we have walkie-talkies with the course. Yeah. And, you know, I get the call, Randy's cart is in the pond. And, Where's Randy? And I envision, I mean, we, we that happens, like a tire goes in the pond. You know, like, sure. like a tire, they're stuck. Okay, they need to pull out. So I'm tire. thinking, okay, big, big deal. Like, okay, we'll get somebody over there. You know, it's tires over the curb, not a big deal. And then literally when they sent the picture. Of him in the water. The whole thing. 
I mean, that was probably one of the most shocking things. So for those of you listening to this podcast, uh, right before COVID, Randy's cart went in the water. The whole thing. And you know what we're going to do, Heather? At at this podcast, we'll put a picture of Randy in the water. Yes, we'll show you all. We'll show you all so you you get a better vision of what we're talking about. But poor Jenny, I don't think she had any idea. No. And Randy was in the water. And the cart was in the water, and I don't know how they did it. They retrieved the camera. The cameraman had the camera over his head. How? To make sure it didn't go in the water. I mean, you guys, this is, picture a cart, you know, you can only see the top <laughs> of the cart. Like, it was crazy. And, I mean, social media, you know, within a so, half like, hour. Not like, even. It was, people, it was you know, quicker than that. Yeah. And, of course, you know, people are going to go crazy with, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on out there? There's this crazy <laughs> golf event. And it was nothing like that at all. I mean, Randy no. innocently just had the tires turned, you the know, wrong the wrong way. way. But, the wrong and way, gunned yeah. it. I feel like one of the funniest things, I mean, those are the instances my staff remembers too, but I was like, oh my gosh, what is this kid's mom going to think? He's like standing in his underwear in the back of this picture, like (laughs) trying to get (laughs) Randy's car out of the water. Like, oh my goodness, what is happening? I know. And then what did we do Like, I mean, I know our staff goes above and beyond, but... And then last year, what did we do to make fun oh, of Randy? Oh, yes. They decorated up this cute cart with buoys and life jackets. <laughs> Lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah, the life shaver. The life shaver. The life yeah. shaver. Flippers and goggles and all that. So yeah. so a turn for the serious here. What uh, what sets are, for those people that might be interested, you know, in, in being a part of a golf event that really focuses on a cause, a cause-driven event, what sets our golf event out? I mean, you do lots of golf events. Yes. I'm sure they're all good, Jenny. Yes. But what sets ours apart? This is probably not where you're going. I mean, you guys probably want me to say, oh, you do more contests or you do this or that. That That's not what it is to me. What is absolutely mind-blowing, and I try to tell people that are, you know, ask about this golf event, is what you guys do with your resources. These two people in this room <laughs> do everything. Crafty. I mean, everything. They, you know, I work with organizations that have boards and businesses and, you know, what they do with the money is, it's it's unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. Well, I appreciate that. And how do you decide what charitable golf events you support and to what degree? Do you guys have a, uh, do you guys have a board that you, um, that you Um, work with? No, I mean, we try to, you know, we we offer fair and equitable pricing basically to all golf events. Our pricing is based on scales, dates, times, days of the week, that type of thing. I always try to steer the golf events towards, or the charitable golf events towards the times that are more affordable, especially when they're just starting up. They might not know how many golfers they can get or how many sponsors they can get or things like that. So, um it's neat to just work with each one individually and the different things that they do. You know, um, I think that, uh, I think people that run golf events, and I know that I didn't even golf when I started doing this in 1995, but I do have to say when you do a golf event, uh, when you put on a golf event, people have no idea how much work goes into it. And I would say to you, um, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I do think that we have taken each part of the golf event 
and tried to do our very best to make it fun, enjoyable, but, you know, also not lose sight of why we're there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think Heather has a few questions. Heather, why don't you... Yeah, Why don't you go forward so, here with a little bit. <laughs> Roseanne mentioned this earlier. Jenny, you and I have been a part of this charity since we were in our early 20s. Yep. You and I were pregnant at the same time. Yep. Our kids are the same age. You and I are the same age. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about this earlier. So in the original years of the golf tournament, there was no gala or right. evening event. So I know you worked with Roseanne on adding it. How did that part two, that evening event, come into play and how has that changed this whole event yeah i'm trying to think who so who was the first year of entertainment roseanne do you remember um the very first year was um i want to say we the first couple of years jenny we didn't have entertainment remember um we we before we had a gala and then the very first gala i think it was 99 98 we brought out um jack perkins do you remember? Oh, yeah, brought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Perkins was Eric Perkins. Is, yes. is you know, unfortunately, he's passed away. But Whoa. he was uh, he was the big um, on A and E's biography. Yep. And he was very instrumental when Randy had cancer in '98. Sent him an A and E biography jacket. And he, I don't know for those of you that are a little older listening, but Jack was the voice of the Saturday morning football reels. Uh, in the mornings before there was, it was only ABC, NBC, CBS, but in the mornings on Saturday mornings, they do these football reels, and the, the voice was Jack Perkins, and mm-hmm. Jack Perkins was the first person to ever interview um, Sirhan Sirhan, who assassinated uh, Robert Kennedy. Wow. He was an extremely worldly, well-renowned, world-renowned um, broadcaster, and so to have him at the gala was our first entertainer, or, you know, kind of a big name. Yeah. And then what we did was we started with local entertainment, then we moved to national entertainment, yeah. had REO Speedwagon and 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 that became a little too big for us. I mean, that was fun, but I mean, who doesn't want to meet REO Speedwagon and who doesn't want to meet, you know, some of these Is great that headliners? Myth? Yeah. yeah. REO Speedwagon? Mark Mark, Mark Cohn Cohen, yeah. walking in Memphis. I mean, he was super cool. Yeah. Um and he's from Cleveland, which oh, I'm fun. from, which yeah. was fun. Yep. To, Darius to Rucker. Darius oh, Rucker. See, I missed him. Oh, yeah. yeah. We did all of that I stuff. I was just doing James the signs. Taylor's son. I didn't get to go to Ben Taylor, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some really good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's different. Everybody, what, what people want out of an event is different. I mean, you, some people want the entertainment there as a draw. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. some point, I feel like with this event, the people are there for a different reason. Like, right. they are there for the cause. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it took such a turn when this hit home for the shavers. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, when Randy has cancer, all of a sudden, these people aren't there just for a gala and entertainment. Right. They're there because they, you right. know, mm-hmm. love the shavers and right. want to support that. And again, mm-hmm. it's like you said earlier... It hits home, and it hits hit home really hard here. And so then, yes, the en- entertainment's great, but I think the real reason the people are there every year is, you know, Randy and Roseanne, no doubt. So can you tell me what you love most about this charity? And different from memories of the golf event, what are the highlights for you of the golf event in the gala? 
Just I mean, I think it, it kind of touches on what we've already talked about, just just the journey of it, like how it's helped me grow as a person in my job, but even personally, like wanting to do more, like feeling like any little bit I can do to help something is the thing you should be doing. Like, that's what this lady, Roseanne, right here, you know, taught me, not just with cancer, like. Right. Just do the right thing for people. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you should operate. Never wrong to do the right thing. That's her motto that she lives by. Her yeah. mama taught her good. Yeah, <laughs> but I think beyond that, Jenny, you know, I think what maybe, and I could be wrong, what Heather might be getting at is, Jenny, like, we talk about at the gala, I mean, I don't want people to misunderstand that it's a golf event and, and we have this entertainment. Yeah. Okay, that's a part of it. Yeah. But we show people where that money goes. Yes. Yes, the advisory board. Talk about about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I guess, you know, a lot of the listeners here probably haven't been to the gala. So the gala kind of starts off, you know, has your auction. People are bidding on things, um, which is always great. They do lots of games and and things that raise money as well. And then they kind of get to the heart of the program. And the heart of the program always touches on people. But the great thing is, is they've had these success stories with researchers that have made real progress in yep. cancer. Yep. And so that's another thing that's different about this event is you go and you not only see, okay, 90% or over 90% of the money I give is going to actually go to help cancer in some way. And even better than that, in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, you know, in mm-hmm. Minnesota, that's you know, that's home. That's where we want to help our people, our friends, our family. So you see that and you realize, all right, this money is really going to good use. It's not just a, it's not just a fun night out. It's, it, you know, it's so much more than that. And so then they raise all this money all year long. And then they have this advisory board meeting where they decide who they're going to give the money to, you know, they, you. you okay okay are on the advisory board which i think is an amazing opportunity with you being our title sponsor and it, i just think it's important for all of the, the bigger sponsors to be a part of that because we what we do is raise money for this cancer community and, and all this money that we infuse into it and you've seen all of these people come in and ask for money and write these grants and what are some of the the grant proposals that stick out in your mind. Do you have any well, of like, it's always to interesting me, ones? So, or? so it's fun for the people out there that don't know. So they get grant proposals from a lot of researchers who might be trying to cure a specific cancer in some type of way. And so they're running through all these trials of different things and have these ideas. And obviously the doctors on the advisory board know more about, you know, what that entails and if it's a good um, you know, plan or it's possibly feasible or not. And then there's also some community type proposals. So camps for kids that might have had a parent that is going through cancer or meals for cancer patients, things like that. So there's a little bit of both. Obviously, the community ones are easier for me to relate to than the ones by doctors and researchers. But honestly, the ones that are most impactful when I'm listening to all the proposals are the ones where they say going to clinical trial. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when I hear oh, them yeah. say yeah. going to cr- clinical trial or when I hear them say FDA approved mm-hmm. or published 
um, you know, you're just like, wow, this is really something. And then you also hear a lot of them say, because of this, we were able to get more money from, Mm -hmm. like, I never realized how these things steamroll. Like, if you help. Seed funding. Yeah. So, like, if you help this guy start up and he's on to something, it's going to really steamroll. And I honestly, all I want to happen is, well, we're all still here for you to get the call and say, you know what? We have this thing cracked. Yeah. Like it, like that's that what be, I want to hear. That would be amazing. You know, I don't know um, if and look at me, I'm crying here, but I don't think in my lifetime that'll happen. But I do think in my lifetime, I will get to see cancer being managed more like a diabetes or right. something like that where we where we see we are we're you Putting know haven't you seen yeah. that over the last 20 years yeah. where we're starting and in future podcasts we're going to mm-hmm. get more into that with our researchers that right. have been funded over the years um because i don't think people realize how much money we've put into this community i ran some numbers jenny did you know that you know rush creek has helped us to raise over six million dollars. I thought it was around seven, amazing? actually. Yeah, because yeah. I've yeah. 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 I like I knew it was. It's over six. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty impressive. <clears throat> that's. I mean, that's incredible. Just and I mean, we actually, if you if you add Rush, uh, pardon me, tackle cancer and the other ancillary events, we're over ten million now. But think about just a golf event in and of itself. Right. Uh, to infuse that kind of funding into Minnesota's cancer community is incredible. Yes. Yeah. So going back to um, the advisory board, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on, you talked about we support community programs too. What is, do you have any standouts in the past few years? Anything that stood out for you and for the community cancer aid programs? I'm just curious. Um, I can think of one that you liked. I know. I have a couple that I've liked. Um, What's the hospice place? Um, J.A. Weedham. J.A. Weedham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one is really neat. Explain explain a little bit about what so they J. do, a. and then I'll Weedham. tell what I like about it. But Well, I had gone in uh, a couple of years ago to a hospice, a residential hospice, and what I noticed that were that they were feeding the, the patients there, but the families would sit there for days on end and had no food, and they would sit there, and they would sit there, and they didn't want to leave for fear that they would miss something. Um, there was no food available. Some would, God bless them, bring in bags of potato chips or something. and or brownies or, or cookies. Yeah, and or, having yeah. gone through that with my own mother, I, I was moved. And I went up to the director there and said, how can the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community help here? Can we not provide meals for families that are here visiting their loved ones? And it snowballed into the chef there, Pa, who is an incredible young woman. I said, how much money would it take for you to have a little buffet out for the family so they didn't have to leave? It ended up being such a legacy of love for Pa. And we have more letters at the Randy Shaver Cancer Fund. Phone calls. Loving from people that are grateful, Mm -hmm. just grateful, and saying... Oh, my mom would say to me, hey, what's for dinner for you guys tonight? Bring it in so I can see it. It became more like a family affair. And it gave me such, I felt, I had such a grateful heart to be able to offer that to these families Mm -hmm. 
through the Randy Shaver Cancer Research Fund. And so we have maintained that mm-hmm. program even through COVID. They kind of packaged up the meals for right. families. Um, but I think that should be available in all hospices. Yeah, it and, would be nice if they could. You know, I'm half Italian, so yeah. <laughs> I'm half and Italian. One, <laughs> food is important. Yeah. And that one is so neat because they would talk about the the letters you would get. You know, there's a I think there's a book there oh, yeah, where they write yeah. like little thank yous. And so to see that impact it was making on an individual family, mm-hmm. you know, at this time of crisis was really big. I don't know if the other ones you're thinking of is Camp Kesem. Is that the one you're going to say or no? No, I was asking you. Oh, I thought you said I know one you... No, Roseanne did. Oh. I was thinking research. I was thinking the, the Dan Valera where the lady, you know, was cured of her cancer oh, because oh, oh. of one of the research projects that we funded okay. for a number of years. Yeah. And, you know, we were almost not going to fund it and we did and boom, you know, this gal received this protocol, protocol mm-hmm. that we were, had been funding and funding and... They happened to have a patient that needed it who was a local Minnesota gal, and she received this that, that Dr. Dan Valera had worked yeah. on for a number of years. He's amazing. And she is currently in remission, and it's been, what, seven, eight years yeah. now. I remember when and, she was at the gala. And if it weren't for Minnesota's cancer community coming together and donating and people like Rush Creek and mm-hmm. wonderful sponsors, that woman wouldn't be here. Right. A, a, a many, there are other stories as well. So, I, I mean, I wish there were hundreds of stories um but one i always said if we stayed around long enough to cure one person of cancer i'm good and and that was our one but we've had more we're not, we're <laughs> we're not, not done, done yet i was gonna we're say and i'm we're sure done think yet. of all the ones you don't even know of that yeah. you well, i mean right yeah because not I mean, everyone calls us and said guess what you yeah. gave us money for this 10 years ago and mm-hmm. i mean we'd love yeah. for everyone to follow up and a lot of them do but mm-hmm. oh i, I know mean, the it's, progress to get to the point, it may not result in an immediate cure, but it's all going to well, be look a at Dr. funnel. Olin. What, Ten yeah. years ago, we started yeah. funding him, and now he's yeah with patients and going to be with pediatric patients, helping with and that's brain cancer. CD hundred, yeah, yeah, CD two hundred, CD two hundred, uh, which is a protein inhibitor for uh, glioblastomas. But um, thank you for answering all the questions. Yeah, I'm grateful for everything. Well, you I do just for think us, Jenny. I want people that think of Rush Creek Golf Club, I want them to know that it's more than just a golf course where we have a a golf event, and we'd love you all to get involved, certainly, in closing. Um, Jenny, you're just like family to me, and you know that, and your support and your thoughtfulness both both times that Randy had cancer has meant a great deal to not only me, but for my family as well, and interestingly enough, um, I know that it affected you um, over the years. I always don't realize how Randy's cancer not only affected our family, but affected those that around us that love us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. One last thing. If people are listening and want to sign up for the Shaver Shuffle, the 5K, or be a sponsor of the golf event, um, why should they? Well, I think we just gave you 45 minutes of good, <laughs> good answers. But uh, it's just the, the money goes to a good cause, and it's not... It, not, I mean, ninety percent. All your you can't donate to anything where it's all of your money is going to a good cause. And these events that they do are fun. I mean, so the five k <laughs> is a riot. You know, you just can get out there and walk around. Or, you know, my burger club just went to Rock Elm for the awesome. Shaver Special. Well, we call it that. It just means we have to force ourselves, you yeah. know, to, to get together. We once have a, a shaver special something. going on right now in March uh, during March Madness. Uh, 
the good folks at Rock Elm Tavern here in town are having a burger, fries, and a Fulton beer, our, our fun fun friends at uh, Fulton Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get that for $18, and $5 from every burger goes to the Randy Shaver Cancer Research Fund. So if you're interested, if interested, take a, take a look at that. Um, we want to thank you for listening to today's Shaver Cancer Charity Chat podcast. We partner with some of the best local companies and organizations to do our important work, and certainly Rush Creek Golf Club is among the best. A special thank you to Office Centers today for allowing us the privilege of using their studio here in St. Louis Park. And a special thank you to Heather's brother, who has been awesome, Nick Bonacci, for sharing his production skills with us today. In closing, just remember what Randy always says, doing nothing in the fight against cancer is not an option. See you next time.